Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Recipe Club. Today, we are doing potato puree, pom puree, mashed potatoes, however you want to call it. It is, I think, the epitome of comfort food for home cooking and like this platonic dish that if you work in high-end restaurants, that everyone has an understanding of. And we go into a lot of that in this conversation, in this competition, this battle royale for potato puree supremacy. We recorded this a few weeks ago. I did mashed potatoes in a microwave. Chris did, I don't even know what he did. Oh, Chris did Robichon potatoes. And uh, Priya did Hawa Hassan's Mukimo, which, you know what? This is one of those recipes where everybody, I think, had a good one. And if you haven't gotten in BB's Kitchen by Hawasan, go buy that book. But um, I have a lot of thoughts about potato puree. And uh, this episode triggered a lot of things in me. Because if you're a professional cook, one of the first things I learned to take deathly seriously was making potato puree. And uh, I think I won this one. Chris is shaking his head right now. But Chris definitely lost. And I think Priya didn't win either. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to Recipe Club with Chris Ying and our esteemed colleague, Priya Krishna, the undefeated champion of, is it three recipe clubs or two? It's three. She's three and oh. And we'll see about that moving forward. We will see about that moving forward. But Chris Ying has the rules and gameplay (laughs) and the structure of the show as we dial this in ever so more tightly. What do you got for us, Chris? Yeah, well, so as always here on the Recipe Club, we're, we're debating the, the best way to cook things that, you know, we and many other people want to eat. In this case, mashed potatoes, for which if you do a quick Google search for mashed potato recipe, you will get no, no fewer than 63 and a half million results. Um, I, I don't think that mashed potatoes needs much of an introduction. It's just a warm blanket of starch and fat that you know is sort of universally loved and as we'll find out today there are there are many ways to uh, skin this cat but um here in the recipe club we all bring a recipe to the table a, a version that we are sort of championing as a possible best way we'll debate politely <laughs> discuss without getting personal just kidding we're gonna, it's going to be ugly and we're going to talk about who who won this thing at the end we'll give our thumbs up thumbs down on each recipe uh discuss our best practices our takeaways mashed potatoes is a holiday staple in many american households so that's why we're doing it this week yeah that's that's the game why don't we get into our our specific well why don't we talk about mashed potatoes generally well let me just get this straight i only know one version of potatoes and they're all some kind of variant of the robuchon mashed potatoes, which isn't mashed potatoes. Like, I think we need to have like a semantic conversation here. 
When you think about mashed potatoes, the American mashed potatoes, what do you guys think? In my mind, it, it, a mashed potato, the one I grew up with, the one that's probably in most American imaginations, is made with a potato masher. Like you, you boil potatoes and then you smash them with one of these single-use tools with butter and milk. Correct. And it's got texture because it's usually lumpy as fuck. It's lumpy. And it's never bad. Oh, can, you can be bad if it's under season. I mean, you can get it. Some versions more rustic or more chunky, you know, from like Boston Market. Like I'm thinking about places that you, I grew up eating. KFC, Popeyes, they have very smooth mashed potatoes. But for the most part, mashed potatoes in the American sensibility is a lot more chunky, rustic, right? Yeah, they're they're not good, I would say. Like American mashed potatoes... I feel like they de-emphasize flavor. Uh, the MAGA supporters, what do you think about what Priya just said? <laughs> wow. Well, I just say this because when I, I used to, I remember they used to do mashed potatoes at my school cafeteria and they were super bland. And so I would get a big scoop of mashed potatoes. Then I would like slowly stream in some whole milk and then put a pad of butter and salt and pepper and like maybe a little chili powder. And that's how I would like zhuzh up. The cafeteria mashed potatoes. I feel like I was turning like an American style into like a French style potato. Did you eat mashed potatoes before you went to college? Did you were were potatoes in the in the Krishna household mashed potatoes? No, and actually those cafeteria potatoes I was describing were my school, like my uh, elementary, elementary school. Oh, your elementary school. You were wait. You, remember, remember, Chris, Chris. One of the three of us went to an Ivy League university. I didn't go to one. You didn't go to one. Well, I did not. It's clear Priya went to watch. Priya was getting her young, like baby Priya was just getting her her scoop of mashed potatoes and then like emulsifying milk and <laughs> butter into it and then a little chili powder. Come on now. You have to keep in mind, I was only allowed to eat at the cafeteria once a month. So I wanted to like make the most, make the most of it. You know, it was four bucks for a home meal. I wanted the, to be really good mashed potatoes. But other than that, like at home, we ate tons of potatoes. But our potatoes were spiked with cumin and asafoetida. They were dry fried. They were charred. Like they were really, really, really delicious. They were a staple. And in fact, when Chris said mashed potatoes, I tried to submit my mom's suka alu recipe, which are like potatoes basically like charred and dry fried with spices. And Chris was like, this is far too. This is not mashed potatoes. Uh, 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It said uh, specifically in the in the instructions that you sent the recipe. I said this is great, but it specifically says in here not to mash the potatoes. This count as a mashed potatoes. It says do not mash these potatoes. Listen, I I think. Listen, I'm no expert in anything Indian, but from what I gather from eating a lot of Indian cuisine with potatoes in it, they're not mashed, but they're cooked to the point where that they're broken up. So it almost looks like they're mashed. And I, for one think potatoes in Indian cuisine are fucking outrageously delicious because it's not about tasting the potatoes at all. It's using the potatoes as a vehicle to taste all the amazing spices and Mm -hmm. flavors. And I, I for one, am down with that. But we're talking about pretty pure, simple mashed potatoes, which ultimately is potato, fat, and basically two kinds of fat, milk and butter or cream. But there are a lot of variations, and I just think that when I think about the American mashed potato, it's either super lumpy, bland, or like cafeteria grade made with potato flakes, right? Which are actually very good for crusting fish, FYI. <laughs> you know, um, really, really good. But that isn't very good. It's usually bland. I think that American-style mashed potatoes, it's just not very good. It is just not very, very good. <laughs> I mean, my counter to that, I get that it's basic to you like mashed potatoes. You, you know need why gravy. you have you gravy on Thanksgiving dinner? Because everything fucking tastes bland. <laughs> everything tastes I bad. Gravy. And gravy tastes... Oh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I know that it's basic to like mashed potatoes, but I grew up eating the potato flakes, the instant so potato Those flake stuff. And like a chunky mashed potato was like a holiday treat. That was when we tried to do our American thing and we would make them. And I, and I fucking loved it. So I get that it's basic. I think we should start with, we usually start with the guest recipe, but I think we should start with this Robichon potato recipe. All right. Well, well, I want to get into this because when I cooked professionally, I I had no idea that I would ever make mashed potato or potato puree. I learned what, you know what? You don't say mashed potatoes in fancy kitchens. No. Ever. 
It's always pom puree. No matter what yeah. fuck. If you're an Italian, I've never heard mashed potatoes. It's always <laughs> pom puree. It's always pom puree. And again, I can't attribute all of it to Robochon, but in my opinion, so many of the modern pom puree recipes are some variant of the platonic ideal of pom puree, which is Robochon. It's his signature dish. And he was the chef at Maxime's. He was arguably the greatest chef of his generation next to Freddy Girardet in Switzerland. He retired at the age of 50, took some time off, and then reopened L'Atelier Robochon. He recently passed away. Um, he sort of looked like the Emperor Palpatine in the Star Wars series. <laughs> oh my um, God. Maybe acted that way too. Um, oh my God. But, I mean, I won't go deeper into that, but... Uh, <laughs> It was a legend. You know, it's just one of the things you learn right off the bat. The Robochon potatoes. The Robochon potatoes. And he takes pomme de terre potatoes. And the recipe that Florence Fabricant has, and there's, I looked on the internet, there's a bunch of variations of it. None of which really accurately portray Robochon potatoes. Or it, it doesn't give you the divide. Home cooking potatoes versus fucking restaurant potatoes is night and day. And that's what I think we need to discuss before we even get into any of this stuff. Restaurant style pomme puree versus the shit you make at home. I, I can't even express how vastly different the two are. Priya, do you know what I'm <laughs> I mean, talking about? The difference is like butter and a ricer, right? Mostly the butter. It's also the quality of ingredients. Robochon was like notorious for the very best ingredients, very, very similar to a system cooking too, but also with um, Ducasse, but they're not just using regular butter. It's like the best butter you can get in France. It's the best potatoes. I believe it was a Lorotte potato, which is again, like a, a little bit larger than a, a fingerling you might see here. And the stories would be cooks would have to boil them skin on because you don't want to saturate the potatoes with water. And you'd have, part of the brigade just constantly cooking, peeling very hot potatoes a la minute in the moment, ricing it, and doing orders in the moment. That seems easy. It is not. It is incredibly, incredibly difficult very... to do to cook potatoes to order for each table. And whether that's stretched to the truth a little bit, but you're still regardless cooking them throughout service, and if you have to peel small potatoes, that's really fucking hard. This whole thing about it is art. You have to peel them fucking fast. You have to then get them into the ricer extremely fast and rice it. And again, this is where the videos and the recipes that are available don't really embody what is necessary. I haven't even seen it happen in like, Robichon's Kitchen, not many people have. But again, I've talked to people and a lot of restaurants I've worked at has sort of adopted a lot of these principles. So you cook the potatoes, you peel the potatoes all the minute, you rice the potatoes quickly, you put it in a hotel pan or some big rondeau and on low heat, you're trying to evaporate any excess moisture. You want really dry mashed potatoes. And it's like a masher, but if a food mill is something that forces the food through tiny, tiny holes, so they look like they're like... Um, when you press like Play-Doh through one of those like screens, that's basically what it is. And it's also important to, you know, not everyone uses like the best, best butter, but really good butter is very different than average butter. It's like fresh squeezed orange juice versus frozen concentrate. You know, one of the things I would have to do when I worked at one of the, a restaurant where I had to make some variation of this a lot is I think I would, it was 10 pounds of Idaho potatoes. And then that would be five pounds of butter. <laughs> yeah, five pounds of butter or equal amounts of butter, cream, and milk. And there's, all, again, variations, but you have to cut the butter cold into tiny cubes to, so you can incorporate it cold because the cold butter texture really makes it fluffier, right? Without getting the food science of it all, right? Colder the butter, the better. So you're taking something that you have to move fast. The whole thing, you have to move fucking fast or you're fucked. Because the, the potatoes will seize. It's it's sort of a nightmare. You can extend the life of it by putting into a steam table bain-marie. And the Robochon recipe is butter. I mean, uh, milk and salt and pepper. Here's another thing. 
you don't put black pepper in this. If you just put black pepper in pomme puree, you're going to get, you're going to not get nice words spoken to you. <laughs> you know, it, it, it oftentimes is white pepper or no pepper at all. Right. And salt. It's a very simple thing. It is deceivingly complex to do well, but when done well, it is a vehicle for really delicious fat and salt and a luscious texture but with the equipment that you need and the quality of ingredients, that kind of potato is never, that kind of potato puree will never, ever, ever be translated to a recipe at home. Just never going to fucking happen. <laughs> so what happened when you did it at home? I didn't use a ricer. I don't have a fucking ricer. I was like, I'm just going to try to blitz it in a blender knowing that it would fucking make it too starchy. And it didn't work out, you know? <laughs> and, and here's the other thing. You need a, um, not a chinois, you need a, a tammy. To do this properly, you need a tammy. Do you guys know what a tammy is? Mm-hmm. No. Chris, you want to explain what a tammy is? It's basically like a piece of fabric that's pulled taut across like a, a circle and you're you're pressing okay. your ingredient yeah. through it. It's basically like, it's almost like pressing it through like a, a taut piece of cheesecloth, right, essentially. Right. So after you add the butter and you incorporate the milk, and again, a lot of the recipes that I've made over the years is a mixture of milk, whole milk, and cream brought to a boil. And then sometimes with aromatics of thyme, I don't like rosemary too much or garlic, garlic confit. And you add that in to the the rice potatoes, mix it together. And then you put either a big piece of parchment or in a thing where you can put the tammy where it's going to catch all the potato. You put that mixture on top of the tammy and you scrape it through and you have to move fucking fast <laughs> or you're fucked. And that, that texture you just can't recreate it at home. I'm never going to do that at home, which is why the Robochon recipe that Chris suggests is fucking bullshit. <laughs> all right. So first of all, one of the reasons why I chose this recipe, which was basically Florence Fabricant at the New York Times kind of translating in shorthand what a Robochon potato is. Her, her full recipe is one-twelfth the length of what Dave just said about Robochon potatoes. And Dave could talk for another 30 minutes about Robochon potatoes, palm puree. I also chose it because I had that same experience as Dave, you know, when I, when I worked in kitchens, like one of my first tasks was making palm puree and I, you know, they brought out a ricer and they brought out an ungodly amount of butter. And I was like, what do I do with either of these things? Like, don't I just mash this up and put some butter in it? So I think that, you know, Dave, you're absolutely right. Like all, all restaurant palm puree or many restaurants palm puree recipes or descend from this lineage of Robuchon, which is essentially the number one thing people will say, like Priya said, is it's about butter and it's about the ricer. And one of the defining characteristics here is that two to one ratio, two pounds of potato, one pound of butter, <laughs> like, which is more butter than I think most people would assume to put in it. It's so much more butter than anyone at home would ever add to their mashed potatoes. It's just <laughs> it's so much. It's not even funny. The first thing I that Tom Clicky ever taught me, <laughs> I should say this, fine. The first thing Tom Clicky ever taught me when I, <laughs> when I was making his palm puree, which he learned from Keller, which he learned from many other French chefs, <laughs> he's like, you got to take it, take this to the breaking point. I was like, what? Yeah. And, and, and you are, you are adding so much fat that the whole goal is I want you to take it just to the point where it's about to fucking break, where there's so much more fat than actual potatoes that it doesn't emulsify at all anymore. And <laughs> originally you're like, God damn it. That's gross. And then you're like, Oh, that's how it's done. I've also worked in places and been taught you don't just add, you know, cream or butter and milk. You're adding olive oil for the sheen and whipping that in. Some places add even chicken stock, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like, I was like, what, what, what just happened here? What the <laughs> fuck are we doing? I just, this is a long way of me saying, I just don't think any recipe out there that's trying to claim that this is Robochon-like potatoes or restaurant-grade, high-end restaurant-grade potatoes could ever be translated to home. I think it's important to learn some of the techniques. But again, like, I'm a professional chef. I refuse to have a tammy. I refuse to have a food mill at home. That's just never going to happen. I will never, ever have those things at home. Without the proper equipment, you cannot make this dish. 
And I'll also suggest that the, the, the thing about why I'm so scarred from this is if you work on Tremetier, which is the vegetable station at any restaurant, and you're making pomfrey, which almost every restaurant has, the reason I hate doing this is if you have to taste it every day of every service, you begin to like hate pomme puree. And I hate pomme puree. So having to make this Robochon like dish made me want to fucking murder you, Christian. <laughs> Uh, I will counter by saying I thought these were very tasty. <laughs> Thank you, Priya. <laughs> you will counter Dave's death threat with I love these potatoes were very tasty. I appreciate it. Keep going. Continue. I also did not have a ricer. I also forgot to peel the potatoes because which I know is like the point of this. I just I'm trying to be honest here. I was I was going to lie and say that I did, but I just forgot. I was just like furiously trying to make three potato dishes. And I just like, I completely forgot. However, it worked in your favor, Chris, because I got that silky potato with a little bit of texture. Yeah. So- see, you love the texture. <laughs> no palate fatigue on this one. I, I, um, I do have a ricer. I bought the ricer in college when I was cooking in. Are, right, you, an when I got Scout? First- Are you an Eagle Scout as well? <laughs> I, I got it. I got it because Chang, I had started making pom puree in a restaurant, and I was like, "Oh, this is better. This is better than my home cooked potatoes." Like, "Oh, mom and dad, you don't know jack shit about potatoes." Like, look at this <laughs> ricer thing I bought, and I have the same ricer. I still own that ricer, which is why I, I, I have it. I, you know, I use it once every twenty-seven months to make this, like, <laughs> to make something. But I actually don't prefer this style of potatoes for for eating at home either. I don't think I, I served it's ours. Gross. I served ours with like, I had made like braised some chicken thighs and you can't actually eat this with something else. You can't put something on this potato stuff because it's just like eating whatever you're eating on top of a soft mountain there, of butter. There is something you can do with it. If you go a little bit less, probably a quarter of the salt than you normally do, it is the fucking best vehicle for caviar. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Priya's <laughs> <laughs> eyes rolled fully into the back of her head just then. It is... Fucking insane <laughs> with some I'll just go grab caviar. that tin of caviar I have. I mean, that sounds fucking incredible, around. frankly. Oh, um, I see the guillotine being rolled right outside my window. <laughs> um, okay, well, last thing I'll say about this recipe, and, and then we can move on to uh, either one of yours, is I do think there was like something interesting for a home cook to see that process of like just mounting this potato puree with cold butter until like I hit that breaking point a few times where I was like, I don't think this last bit of butter is going in. I think that there's going to be a pool of butter on top. And when I put it into my serving bowl or whatever and brought it out to the table, I had to like stir it one more time. So I was like, oh shit, this is going to break. Another thing that the recipe doesn't say what you need is a whisk. Mm -hmm. You need a whisk. You need to literally fluff it with air after you've incorporated the butter. So Okay, where do we want to go from here, guys? I think we could we could stay on the sort of plain Jane potato track and do Dave's microwave recipe, or we can let's go to Hawa's. Let's go to Hawa's recipe. So, Priya, why don't you introduce us to Hawa's recipe and, and tell us a little bit about the the method and how this works? Sure. So, I am like always intrigued at how different people make potatoes, and I had been looking forward to Hawa's book because I had heard of Mukimo, but was like. I'm trying to find a recipe for it. And then her book incidentally had an interesting variation called Mukimo with onions and greens. And Mukimo is very much like, from what I understand, kind of a staple food in Kenya. You can eat it alongside of a lot of different kinds of dishes. It's super versatile. You cook down some onions, wilt some greens, and then you're sort of making like an onions, greens, potato mixture and then combining it with beans and hominy or corn. And it's sort of like, (laughs) I feel like it's just one of those like really like nutrient dense things that can pair with anything. It just felt like a really interesting variation on a mashed potato where it's sort of like the opposite in every way, right? It has like textures. It feels really wholesome. It's really versatile. And you can probably pair it with most things because it has kind of a more mild flavor that lends itself well to like whatever you'd be eating it with. Because like in a lot of non-Western cuisines, the model is not meat and two sides, which is how mashed potatoes would often be served. It's like 
you've got a plate with like six different dishes and all those dishes kind of mix and mingle with one another. So it felt like a good counterpart to the mashed And how potatoes. was your how was your first Mukimo foray? How did you you hadn't you had you had it before? Had you tasted it before or version of this? I had like tasted it at a restaurant. I can't remember which, but I had never made it before. I didn't know how it was made. And I think there are different variations. Like not all of them have onions, but I like onions and everything. So I was really happy that this one had onions. I really, really liked this. I felt like it was kind of in like a very, very different category than the mashed potatoes. It almost felt like apples and oranges, even though this did have mashed potatoes. Like after eating the Robuchon mashed potatoes and then eating this, I was like, why doesn't this have fat in it? But it's also like this. (laughs) The point of this is not to be like mounted with loads of butter. But what I did found was like, so I had prepared like the whole Thanksgiving. I did like the turkeys, the stuffing, I'd done like the whole thing. I found that this just like paired well with everything. Like you could have a little bit of this in the stuffing. You could have a little bit of this with some of like the fat from the turkey. This paired really well with Nick Sharma's chutney from the chutney chicken. Um, (laughs) And I just feel like it gets points for versatility, for being really wholesome. But it's like, it's weird to compare. Like, I was with like two friends and they were like, I don't know how to compare these two things. They're completely different. So curious to hear you all's thoughts. I like this recipe. I don't know if I would put it in the, you're right, apples and oranges. It's a very different thing. I have never made this. I would say my initial, before I made it was, I was like, where's the fat? I needed fat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I need, I, I was like, I, I know I'm going to have to add at least a giant stick of butter. <laughs> That's what was going through my head before. And so I was like a little bit biased, but this is Ma Penny's version of Mukimo in the liner notes, uh, the intro notes of this recipe in, in BB's kitchen. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this with an open mind. And I did it. I also started it out in a Thermomix. <laughs> the whole thing? I wound up making it all in a Thermomix, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. that's, that was one of my, okay. So my, first of all, I f- actually, I fucking love this, this idea and this recipe so much, like as a father, like I love this way of getting. Did your kids love this too? Yeah. It's a ton of fucking greens and it yeah. it, it goes into a potato puree and it just, you just look at them gobbling up vitamins yeah. and yeah. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. That's why once I tasted it, and I added maybe a little bit more water than I normally would have just because once I tasted it as like a thicker thing, I was like, mm, that might be too thick for Hugo. I was actually surprised by the flavor. It was tasty and it tasted not good for you, but it like it felt good for you and it mm-hmm. felt light because it wasn't laden with butter. And I could actually taste the the beans. I could taste, I didn't use the hominy. I used corn because I wanted that more corn flavor than the hominy. I could taste everything. And that that's what a surprise. And it was a very simple recipe. I liked it a lot. I'm going to continue to making it again because I froze a big batch of it because of Hugo. I've been having a hard time getting him to eat any kind of green. And this is the masterstroke move. Yeah, this is a genius move for He for just can't stop eating things. this goddamn thing now. And I, I feel really good about it. <laughs> Can I ask you, Chang, about the Thermomix thing? Because the one other, not even complaint, but my other... The thing that would stop me from making this again is, and I followed it, I tried to hew pretty closely to the instruction, but my interest is always in reducing the number of pots and pans I have to use. And for this one, you know, it's kind of, it's saute the onions in one pan, boil the greens, strain the greens, put the potatoes in. Oh, I did. I I sauteed the onions separately. Okay. That's one thing I did Blend the greens and then combine everything. So it's at minimum three pans and a, a lot of kind of moving around. In the Thermomix, can you do it all... Well, that's Just the like, thing is I, I I needed to saute the onions. Well, I was following the recipe. That's why I started the onions in the pan. And then I saw, I read the rest of the recipe and I was like, you're pureeing all of this stuff anyway. So what I did was I, I sauteed the kale in the Thermomix. And then as that broke down, I pureed it. And then I added water to that and I chopped up the potatoes and I put it on a low setting and it, and uh, it cooked, and then I broke it down and whipped it into a very coarse potato puree. 
And then I took that out and then I folded in the beans and the corn. And then I realized like, what the fuck am I doing? I should, and then I put everything back in the Thermomix and whipped it up some more. And then I uh, seasoned it and added the onions. And then I added a, lo- a little bit more of the liquid to it as I was straining it back and forth. And I was like, wow, I could have done this all in a microwave too, I think. And then just <laughs> use the hand blender, right? And yeah. that's the beautiful thing about this. It doesn't have to get complicated, right? You could do this all in one pot. I think you could do this all in a microwave. You don't even need the onions. I, I know you could, but at the end of the day, for me, I like that this is making potatoes tastes like something that's not fat. It tastes like vegetables. It has color. It doesn't look like anything I've ever had before in terms of like a green potato, but I'm going to make it again because it was easy. And uh, you think about it, I was like, well, it's loaded with protein because it's got the beans. It's got some sweetness. So you don't have to add any sugar because the corn's sweet. So I was really like, wow, this is a, a really balanced dish. I will say this too, like on day two, where we had like the three kinds of potatoes left over, like I did not want the like super buttery potatoes. Like I took a scoop of this, microwaved it, added like some greens, another sauce, and I had like a full meal. So very good leftover yeah, friendly you use, dish. I, so I also, I also fucked up. The, the last thing I want to say is like, I, I didn't have hominy or the sort of large corn kernels that uh, Hawa asked for um, at the local market. And so I had intended to go out and find it. I ended up not. And I just used half a bag of frozen sweet corn I had in the fridge. I imagine the hominy would have been more a part of the puree or mashed up a little bit better than what I had. So I'm curious about how that worked out in your your version, Priya. I mean, mine was still delicious. And I think like the corn added something nice. It didn't look pretty. Like you don't like to see kernels of corn floating around in like a green potato puree. I will say it wasn't the the most, you know, visually wonderful experience, but how did the, how did the hominy play in yours? Cause it sounds like Dave didn't use hominy in his either. Yeah. I mean, the hominy worked well. I will say I used like what I was able to get was like canned hominy and it wasn't super flavorful. So I kind of found myself wishing for like the sweet corn. Like yeah. I think that sweetness would have rounded the dish out a lot better. Priya, I also had the corn hominy and haven't used that before for pozole. I swore to myself I'd never use that again. <laughs> and I haven't because I'll just, I'll just rehydrate the hominy and that canned stuff is vile. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I knew that would ruin it and I didn't want to do that because when I tasted it even before the corn, I was like, I like the corn because it would give it Priya's favorite thing, texture. So mm-hmm. You know, it was, it, it was it was a nice change of pace for sure. And I, I think of all the potato dishes that I've ever made that is a somewhat mashed potato. By far and away, the healthiest potato dish I've ever made in my life. Did you end up adding butter to it or no? Maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He pleads the fifth. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax. Participating U.S. stores, see app for full terms. All rights reserved. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. 
When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Let's get into our last recipe here, which is not Dave Chang's microwave potato recipe, but is a microwave potato recipe. Dave, you want to talk us through the the microwave potatoes? Well, it's similar to the recipe that Priya has made with me. I mean, in some ways, a lot of these recipes are very similar uh, regardless. And it's, is it arguably like the most popular recipe, Chris, one of? Yeah, I think I think like the the genre of microwave mashed potatoes is pretty damn popular. But this is, comes from um, food.com. 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 <laughs> what a surprise. Food.com. Recipe by Food TV Fan. So it's food.com. And I, I again, I was trying not to be a total ass and use my own recipe, which I think we might change <laughs> moving forward because a lot of these I was like, shit, I should just use my own. It's six medium potatoes. And I think the kinds of potatoes are important, number one. You can't just say six medium potatoes. Yeah, that's a problem. That's another yes, thing that was a agree. problem. You can't use high moisture content potato, like new potatoes don't work. Waxy potatoes don't work. Idaho's, you know, russet potatoes, certain kinds of potatoes work really well, right? You want high starch potatoes. Uh, what kind of milk doesn't have any kind of milk? Skim milk would be disgusting. 2% milk would be disgusting. You need to use whole milk. <laughs> and it's got butter. But I'll be honest, it's not enough butter. So I, the when I look at this recipe, and the reason I wanted to do that is, again, to sort of reemphasize that it's just a guideline. And at the end of the day, this recipe is not so different than the one that Priya and I are coming out with because it's, you take a container, you take your potatoes that are meant for mashed potatoes, you chop them up, I'm lazy enough where I also don't peel them because I couldn't do that in restaurants, but I'm cooking at home. And by chopping them up into smaller chunks, they're going to microwave faster. And I think that if you have four to five potatoes, it says six there, but you know the potatoes I had were l- larger. In a microwave container, full power, you can probably get them nine to 12 minutes, depending on the, the strength of your microwave, without adding any water. I have been lazy enough where midway through the process, I've added the milk just to like be lazy. But this time, you know, if you just follow this recipe, you're going to have good mashed potatoes. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just the the reason why I think this is a good recipe is I can fuck around with this a lot of different ways. But even if I don't think people are using waxy potatoes anyway, I'm just nitpicking here. The general recipe is something that is so incredibly simple. And I make mashed potatoes a lot. Again, as I say, whenever I make meatloaf, it's got to have mashed potatoes or Grace wants it occasionally. It's some variation of this recipe. And which is why I think this recipe, even though it is not dialed in perfectly, is as good as you'll find for mashed potatoes. I don't think you're going to notice any difference between this and the fancier, proper mashed potato recipes. But I didn't, do it exactly as this either. I never do, but this as a recipe is just sort of a general guideline. Over to Priya for cross-examination. Dave, I feel this way about this recipe that you did about Chris's Robuchon potato recipe, Mm -hmm. which is to say that in theory, I love the idea of a microwave potato dish. Like, as you know, I grew up microwaving my potatoes. This is probably one of the worst microwave potato dishes <laughs> I have ever encountered. Let's start with the fact that it doesn't specify what kind of potatoes, what kind of milk, what kind of butter. Let's also include that it tells you to microwave plastic, which not ideal. Plastic wrap is different than, you know, plastic container, okay? I'm, I'm a little skeptical. Do you not microwave with plastic wrap, Priya? No? What? Oh, I don't really do it either. Oh, really? Okay, so die? Chris is it. <laughs> Holy shit. I've, I've been microwaving plastic wrap my whole life. It took me so much longer 
to microwave this than nine to 10 and a half minutes. And I recognize that microwaves are different and there's variation, but it took me so much longer to the point that I was like, why didn't they tell you to stab the potatoes with a fork? Like there are just other tips they could give. Because it I says say, the quarter of the potatoes. <laughs> I know, but even, even quartered, it took forever. My, mine took 10 and a half minutes. Did not take me 10 and a half minutes. It took me about 15 minutes in my microwave. I will also say, Dave, your microwave mashed potato recipe is significantly better. First off, it involves you have your like thyme and garlic and you microwave that with your milk. Then it involves both butter and olive oil, which I think is a really, this is just a ad for Dave's microwave mashed potatoes <laughs> recipe at this point, which you should have submitted because then I would have been like, I love this recipe because I really <laughs> like that recipe. Your microwave mashed potato recipe includes fish sauce, I think which is a great addition. This just leaves you with like bland potatoes that you want more butter. I will say texture wise, I found this to be almost indistinguishable from the Robuchon potatoes. The only difference to me was the butter amount. Like once you add more butter, well, that's similar, the thing. It's, 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 just the, it's just the guideline. It's just yeah. a guideline. And but this that's is just like a I poorly written recipe. It's well, like it doesn't a- matter. <laughs> I didn't follow the recipe and I made it awesome. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I made it awesome. It was really yeah. good. So listen, I think I think the cookbook that you two have put together and the and the recipe there is going to be the new gold standard for microwave mashed potatoes. But I really like this as a guideline. Look, the butter is too little. If you think about Robichon's potato as two to one potatoes to butter, this is it's a quarter cup of butter for two pounds of potatoes. I think that's probably like sixteen to one potatoes to butter. Right, just as a sort of benchmark for for the difference there. I also agree that the the instructions themselves are kind of silly. You know that they don't make a lot of sense. I tend to when I'm microwaving potatoes, I I do them whole skin on and poke holes in them, and then I peel them. Like yeah, that's same. that's what I like to do. I don't actually understand covering the potatoes. I want to like as much of the steam to evaporate as I can get. Same. So I actually just quarter these and threw them straight onto the microwave tray directly and let them go and they were i mean you know the outsides were a little bit leathery but by the time you've mashed them up it doesn't matter but i I take your point priya as somebody who writes recipes you look at something like this and you're like why nobody check this nobody like asked for what kind of potatoes these are nobody at, at one point it says add the potatoes to the milk which makes no sense because you microwave the milk in a pyrex cup or something like i will say so i was with like two friends and my friend Eliza, I had her like make most of this recipe because <gasps> I was dealing with the other potatoes. Disqualification. So, like, <laughs> Disqualification. Oh but my what no, no, no but where's uh, James here's, where's James Comey when you need him? <laughs> but here's what I'll say. Like Eliza is she will be the first to admit she is not a good cook. And she was like, this is the worst recipe what I've ever it? read. This is strike this from the record. <laughs> You just outsourced this to someone that you said is a (laughs) shitty cook and she had struggles making this when I can look at Charlotte J's review on August 1st, 2011. These are very easy to make. I found that you needed a little more liquid since the potatoes are not boiled in water. When the potatoes were tender, I just put the milk and butter in bowl and microwaved one minute, hand mashed them and onto our plates. I told my son I made homemade mashed potatoes. The expression on his face was like, he did not believe me. I don't understand why. I just made mashed potatoes in May of 2007. I remember it well, but laugh out loud. But with this recipe in hand, I will be making mashed potatoes more often. Please make this recipe. That was truly the the greatest dramatic reading of a food.com review I've ever heard. Miss Pia in 2012 wrote, (laughs) it came out perfect. Later, I added some parsley and cheese and used it as a stuffing for pierogies. Fucking genius. (laughs) See, you guys are underestimating the entire community that loves this fucking recipe. Well, they all modified the recipe. But like, that's what Dave, that's but the thing is, I think that that's what Dave loves about it. Is that like nobody's going to follow this wrote recipe. in 2019, oh <laughs> I left the skin on the potatoes and added garlic salt rather than regular salt. Otherwise, followed the same directions. They turned out great and so easy. Double explanation <laughs> point. Here's the, uh, the only thing that foils me when I try to make microwave mashed potatoes actually is having a bowl 
that can double as like where I mash the potatoes and where I serve them. I don't have the right Ooh. bowl for this. Oh my god, it's about to be an infomercial. Oh my, oh god. my god, I didn't sign up for this. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. Well, well, I truly Chris. didn't mean it. I, I truly didn't mean it as an infomercial. I, let I me tell you. Let bowl. me tell you something. I currently am working on a, oh my a, god. a project no, I, I, that I will solve that all your needs, Chris Ying. <laughs> And it, I won't tell any more, but you will be the first to get a shipment of what you just asked for, and it will change your this. life. I can't believe I asked Santa, and it's fucking coming true. Priya, I swear to God. I'm I, so I, mad I at you not, right I now. I did not. I did. This is not an infomercial. Ask and you receive. You shall receive. I, I, I do. I do. My house just lacks this thing, and I ended up scratching a bunch of ceramic bowls that my wife is now very mad at me over. So... Anyway, that's that's all three recipes. Uh, from here, I think we should just talk about. Let me let me ask you guys this. Let's talk about best practices for mashed potatoes, and why don't we each just talk about the next time we make mashed potatoes, or let's say our our task to make mashed potatoes for a hypothetical holiday? What are you gonna do? Uh, microwave, because I do that all the time anyway. <laughs> Priya, next time you have to make mashed potatoes, what are you going to do? Microwave. I'm going to not make mashed potatoes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that I think I'm I'm going to make microwave mashed potatoes. I have to. I, I'm I've called upon to make mashed potatoes regularly, but I will say this: I think I might combine the microwave methodology with the big takeaway from Hawa's thing. I'm just going to start blending beans and you know, pureed greens into my potatoes yeah. more often. And maybe I'll do them with fat. Maybe I'll do them differently, but I think that's what I'm going to end yeah, up doing. I'm going to do my... it with spinach. No, I, I'm definitely stealing Mukimo and uh, calling it daddy's new favorite <laughs> recipe to Hugo. Daddy's I think you could probably get away if you did spinach or something like that without pureeing the greens too, right? I wouldn't that's mind true. just having like yeah. greens streaked throughout the potatoes. That would be pretty delicious, I think. And satisfy that texture. This thing. was a, I think the, the 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 category was mashed potatoes, right? And if we were doing mukimo, we would have <laughs> mukimo. Oh my god, are you trying Messed to up. disqualify me? Not only was Priya, it's a f- outrageously good recipe. There's nothing oh, wrong yeah. with it, but it's like when a fighter like wins but gets disqualified. But you didn't win this time. You're just getting disqualified. For <laughs> I did win. I feel like my recipe got universally positive. Well, let's reviews. do our let's do our votes. Let's do our votes and then discuss quali- uh, disqualification she, or not. She outsourced my potatoes <laughs> to a below substandard cook. I mean, come on. That is not troubling. only is that troubling, Priya. You're a, you're a journalist. What would happen if you told your editor? Oh my god. Um, yeah, that last paragraph. I got someone else to write it. Who's not a good writer? I had spent all day prepping like three turkeys. I just needed a little help. You know what we say in the restaurant business? Customers don't care about your excuses. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Let's do our thumbs up, thumbs down here. Starting with the Robuchon potato recipe. Not the official Joel Robuchon recipe, but the reprint in the New York Times. Thumbs up indicating you would return to this recipe. Make this again. Thumbs down. You would not. David Chang? Double thumbs down. <laughs> Priya Krishna? I'm going to say thumbs up. I would make again. Because I know I'm going to lose anyway, I'm going <laughs> to give myself a thumbs up on this bad boy just so for one time I can say I got two thumbs up. Um, Hawa Hassan's Mukimo recipe, we will discuss whether it can be disqualified or not at a later time. David Chang, thumbs up, thumbs down. It is a great recipe. Thumbs up on the recipe. But unfortunately, disqualified. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that later time has arrived. Free Krishna. Thumbs up. It involves mashing potatoes. So it is mashed potatoes. Chris <laughs> disqualified one of my other recipes and said this counted. So it, so this counts. Chris said so. He's the game maker. Like Chris Wallace in the debates here? <laughs> Just getting pushed around left and right? What's going on here? We need a mute button in our, our, our recipe club. I'm a, I'm a super enthusiastic thumbs up on this recipe. Um, I'm not fucking wading into this disqualification qualification debate. I did tell Priya this counted. I'm more troubled by the blatant flouncing of the rules by outsourcing the cooking of I didn't. Of I didn't I, I, not only she potatoes. disqualified, she plagiarized. 
Jeez. Um, if there's okay. any young listeners in here, I am sorry to let you down on our moral compass. I am sorry <laughs> that we let you down on our integrity here on Recipe Club. <laughs> I will, we will strive to never do this ever again. And I, for one, am ashamed and embarrassed that God. we let somebody as esteemed as Priya <laughs> plagiarize and cheat not just herself, she cheated you, the oh listener. Oh, my God. Okay, Chris, Dave, you're not saying that you never let, like, Jamie or Grace, like, chop some potatoes and put them in the microwave. Wait, do, we need to, do we need to uh, disqualify you from your previous three wins as well? Has this been happening the whole time? No, no. <laughs> Oh man, this is the Ivy League student just like freaking oh out being called for something so trivial. Um, okay, the last thing I want to cover here, we're, we're going to introduce a new wrinkle to the recipe club. What about, whoa, 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 Wait, microwave Oh shit, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I disenfranchised Dave I feel like there. Andrew Yang here in the debates. You just cutting me off. <laughs> I didn't even get invited. Okay. Uh, David Chang's microwave mashed potato recipe from food.com, courtesy of food TV fan. Uh, Dave Chang, thumbs up or thumbs down on your recipe? Enthusiastic thumbs up. I will never, ever cook mashed potatoes any other way. Simple (laughs) as that. Priya Krishna? Love the idea, but bad recipe. Thumbs down. I'm a thumbs up on this recipe, which means that Priya Krishna has once again won the popular vote but no. may have lost the election here <laughs> due to a technicality because of our electoral college. It might be that that it's it's Dave's microwave mashed okay. potatoes. I'm no, okay. it's no, you definitely didn't win. Dave. I definitely won. I don't care. To right, tell, it to ju- tell it to uh, Justice Barrett. <laughs> let's take it to the, we'll take it to the Supreme Court. Um, okay, so. God, it feels good to win. I don't care how. Oh I won. my God. It feels good to win. It really does. It's like, wow, I thought 2020 couldn't get any worse. It just got a little bit better. Just got a little bit better. <laughs> I'm not even going to respond. And more, important, more importantly to the audience <laughs> and listeners, I here proclaim and promise you, I will never cheat you. <laughs> oh ever. My God. I will never, oh ever, ever cheat you. <laughs> Like one of our colleagues has cheated you. Uh, oh <laughs> who knows my how God. many times? Who knows how many times she's cheated you? Oh my you? God. Who knows how deep the conspiracy runs? And who knows? She might be involved with Burisma. <laughs> oh my God. All right. All right. Okay. So we're going to start talking about future episodes here. And the new wrinkle we're introducing uh, is, is a two-parter. One, moving forward, we're going to expand the kinds of recipes we explore to not just be specific dishes, but we're going to start integrating some ingredients in, popular ingredients and, you know, different recipes featuring those ingredients. We're going to throw in a few wild cards as well, some fun mixes and consumer goods like Bisquick and and things like that. Uh, And the other part of this wrinkle is we're going to take some of the decision-making out of our own hands. We are going to introduce what I'm tentatively calling the wheel of recipes, uh, <laughs> which has... I'm so happy. <laughs> which right now has a, a selection of, of recipes, which I'll read to you here in a second. We're going to give the wheel a spin. And the next time Priya is our guest on this show, which I think will be in three weeks from, from when this airs, we will have come back with the recipes cooked for... Whatever, wherever the wheel lands. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my screen with my, my colleagues here, and I will read to you all the, the possibilities on this wheel. Gyoza, cacio e pepe, beef stroganoff, dal, fried rice, mac and cheese, lumpia, chili, apples, yogurt, eggs, and bisquick. Uh, wherever this lands, from here, the three of us will choose an, a recipe accordingly, Share it with the group. Share it with you all on social media so that you can cook along with us. You guys ready? Wow. Priya, you ready wait, for wait, hold ready on, for this? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Chris, <laughs> Dave is so what do you happy think about this? Priya is like hoping to get and not hoping to land on? No whammies. She'll smoke us on doll, so we don't want her to get doll. Yeah, because she she wants doll because she is she's so into winning this right. Like no <laughs> right now she's calculating part of this I more seriously than Priya. I have like a two thousand six hundred. Doll recipes. These guys know none. <laughs> I think the one she doesn't want to get. I don't think she wants beef stroganoff. I also don't think she wants chili. I don't think Priya is a big fan of chili. Am I wrong, Priya? No, I like chili. What are you hoping for on this list? 
I mean, yeah, doll. I feel like it was like that's like an easy win, but <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> having made uh, I have made Dave's doll, so I know what Dave's platonic <laughs> ideal of a doll <laughs> is. Um, I feel like yogurt is what I'm hoping for. That is like one of my all time favorite foods. It's super versatile. I know everything there is to know. I think like I know a lot about yogurt. I'm Whoa. like a you know student what you just of said? yogurt. Wow. You are that student that I hope to never know when someone says, do you know how to speak Spanish? And you say, yes, I've been to Barcelona. You, you just, you basically oh, just God. said, I know everything about yogurt. You just okay, said it. No, I, I don't know everything about yogurt, but I know a lot about yogurt. Chris, did she but, not what, just say she knew everything about yogurt? What she was trying to say was, I don't know everything about yogurt, but I know more than these motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Can I can I give a spin? Are you guys ready for this? All yes. right, here we go. The wheel is spinning. Ooh, I think Bisquick. Oh no! We have a winner. the The subject of Priya's next episode of the Recipe Club will be gyoza. Did you okay. Did you plan that? Can you do? Can we do best out of two out of three? No, I like, <laughs> I like gyoza. I think that's good. You feel good about that, Priya? I feel good about that. Yeah. You guys, you that's guys got any ideas for where this that going? Wheel, that wheel babe, didn't even go around once, like Wheel of Fortune. It's got to go around once. It didn't even go around once. Dave just doesn't. What's wrong with gyoza, Dave? Nothing. No, Dave wanted it to land on beef stroganoff so badly. <laughs> he just wanted a fighting chance. Chris, I, I, I protest. That didn't go around once. And in Wheel of Fortune, as we now know, we know Bob Barker would say, "You got to spin it again." Okay, this is classic, Dave. This is- He's literally so arguing with every part of the process. Oh my god! No, we're doing we're doing gyoza. I will I will adjust the wheel to spin more next time, I guess, so that <laughs> listeners can sit silently as it spins. But um, gyoza. So we'll see we'll see everybody in three weeks for a, a gyoza cook off. And, and guys, we got to come up with our recipes in the next forty eight hours and share them. I have a quick like semantics question. Like, what's the difference between like gyoza and like is gyoza specific variation on a dumpling? Like how broad can we go? We uh, have her brain, her her brain is going to uh, implode, <laughs> internally combust if we don't give her the answer. <laughs> I think I think in this instance, when we talk about gyoza, which which you know does share like a nomenclature with like jiaozi and things like this, we're talking specifically mm-hmm. about Japanese gyoza, what would sometimes be called pan fried pot stickers, but I think that's what we're talking about, Japanese gyoza. Well. It felt good to win uh, this episode. <laughs> you didn't win. Of Recipe Club. You know what, Priya? I didn't cheat anybody either. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Stay tuned for another episode of Recipe Club. Who's coming up next, Chris? Uh, I believe the illustrious Rachel Kong will be joining us next week. What are we making? I think we're making pork roasts, but that's to oh. be determined. Okay. We got to spin the wheel with her. We gotta spin the wheel. Okay. <laughs> All right. So check back uh, in a in a couple of weeks or so where we will make gyoza with Priya. I think I know what everyone's gonna make. Can I just choose everyone's recipes for them? <laughs> no, you absolutely cannot. Well, I can still make the playoffs. One one and three is better than oh and four. That Chris Ying is. <laughs> yeah, I'm facing relegation over here. But, uh, you know, if you want to see Chris Ying stay in the Premier League, give us five stars, however you rate these podcasts, and comment that you want me to stay in here. Uh, send any suggestions to recipe club at majordomomedia.com. Suggestions, quibbles with uh, Chang's self declared victory. Any complaints about If you're Priya? listening to this, guys, please. I would like you guys, the the fans, the audience, the people that don't deserve to ever be cheated, to weigh in on what you think. Should Priya be disqualified or should her win count like all over previous other wins? I I, obviously, my case is clear, but we want the audience to tell us if Priya deserves a unblemished record. (laughs) Priya is silent. Well, guys, that was our episode of mashed potatoes slash potato puree slash pom puree. I got to win one of these eventually. And I think that I won. You know, I sound a lot like Donald Trump these days, and that scares the shit out of me. But 
I won. I think I won. Mashed potatoes in a microwave is the only way to cook mashed potatoes moving forward, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, again, shout out to our good friend Hawa Hassan and her Makimo, which is the best way for me to sneak vegetables into my son's diet because he absolutely refuses to eat anything green unless it's mixed in with something else. And I'm genuinely worried about his nutritional diet now because it only is rice and water. So I'm trying to figure out what to do. So I think there's other ways to make it and Mukimo seems to be it. Give us five stars, however you rate this. Don't give us three stars. Don't give us four stars. Give us five fucking stars, man. What the hell? Like, Chris's parents are going to be very disappointed that he doesn't have five stars on this. He may lose every week, but he doesn't have to get four stars or three stars. So please, give us five stars, however you rate this on iTunes, Spotify, however you listen to this podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you.